Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Corinthians chapter 4. And uh, we are studying excellence. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 4. And I want to share with you some principles that will help us all to excel. Amen. First principle is see people as they really are in relation to you. You must always see people as they are, not as you know you may want to in the natural relate with them human beings tend to equalize and neutralize but god wants us to see people as they really are so in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 the bible says let a man so account of us as of the ministers of christ amen and stewards of the mysteries of God. Amen. Amen. It says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. If we are going to benefit, if, if people were going to benefit from the Apostle Paul's ministry, they were going to have to see him as a minister of Christ. Amen. Amen. Because for every individual that the Lord brings to you, there are several ways in which you can see the person. The Apostle Paul shows us the different ways in which he could be seen. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 4. It says, For though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Number verse 5 says, Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law a Pharisee. Amen. So that means that Paul was a Hebrew. So you could see him as a Hebrew. When you see him, all you think of is a Hebrew. And so if you are, if you are a Palestinian, you may not receive. Because Palestinians don't like Jews. Jews don't like Palestinians. So when the man of God comes to you in the container of a Hebrew, the Hebrew container, you could easily dislike him and not receive the blessing. One day I was talking to an Arab man and for the first time I had another perspective to the Arab-Israeli conflict. You know, I've always been on the side of the Jews, and I still am on the side of the Jews, because they are God's people, and I have no other place to be. So I I support Israel 150%. But 
what I'm trying to say is that I saw another side of the conflict. You know, I saw something in a way I hadn't seen before. Because for the first time, I was talking to an Arab, do you see, who could speak English. Then he began to say a lot of the bad things that the Jews had done, the Israelis, wicked things they had done, how wicked they were, and so on. And of course, if they uh, are human beings, and if they are uh, natural men, they will be wicked. And I'm sure they have practiced a lot of wickedness, you know. So I saw another side, and I realized uh, there that depending on who, you know, how the vessel looks, people can either receive or reject the message. Amen. So it is important, like that's why I'm, I'm saying that if you're going to excel or do well in life, you need to see people as they really are, you know, especially spiritually. Because you can see the person as, oh, this Jewish man. But you could also see him as a savior, as Christ, as the son of God. Hallelujah. If you see me ministering to you, you could see me as a Ghanaian as a black man. Many white people don't receive from me because of my color. You get it? Or because I even say that I've come from Africa. That alone would tell, make them close their minds. Because when you see Africa on the news, what do you see? Liberia. Idi Amin died yesterday. And a commentator was saying something uh, on one of the channels. He said, uh, one of the things, one of the harms that Idi Amin brought to not only to Uganda but to the whole of Africa was that he, he gave a bad impression of the whole of Africa. That Africa was, the whole of Africa was ruled by madmen, uh, bullies, murderers, because he murdered hundreds of thousands of people. And you know, many people think of Africa as one country. When they, if you go to America, they ask, where are you from? You say Ghana, they don't know. Africa, you're from Africa. So, oh. The place we see on TV all the time, India means country, Charles Taylor's country, you know, a place of hunger, place of wars, a place of poverty, place of starvation, Somalia, and so on, Rwanda, you know. So he gave a bad impression. And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, God also works through different vessels, and he works through vessels that you may reject. Nigerians, many Nigerians have a very, I mean, Nigeria generally has a very bad reputation. You know, if, if, you, if you ever travel with a Nigerian passport and present your green passport somewhere, especially in Europe or America, all the antennas go up because Nigerians are known for corruption, for lying, for all kinds of things, you know. And um, it's unfortunate. But you see, God uses Nigerians also to do his work. You know, and if you don't take care, when God is coming to bless you through a Nigerian, you, you can easily turn off your radio. You can turn off your spirit because you, 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 you are seeing the person through the eyes of the flesh. Are you listening to me? And God is telling us today that if you really want to be blessed by him, you must see people as they really are. The largest church in London is pastored by a Nigerian. 
The largest church in Europe is pastored by a Nigerian. The largest church building in the whole wide world is built by a Nigerian. The largest church in the whole world today is pastor is a Nigerian church. Do you understand? So God is using Nigerians. The largest church in Ukraine is pastored by a Nigerian. I mean, whether you want it or not, God is using them. So that's what, what he said is that let a man so account of us. I mean, think of me as a Hebrew, as a, as a minister, not as a Hebrew. Or as a Nigerian, or as a Ghanaian, or as a black man, or as a white man, or a half caste. And you all know in Ghana, half caste also have a bad reputation. So here I am coming to preach to you, you can easily not receive from me. Amen. One day somebody was trying to tell me I'm not a Ghanaian. Then I said, and Rollis is also not a Ghanaian. And he's been your ruler for 20 years. Amen. So, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Amen. As touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. If you want to look at somebody's past, you may not receive from the person. He used to persecute the church. All right? As touching the law, blameless. Amen. Turn with me also to Acts chapter 25. Acts 25. I'm just trying to show you something. Do not receive people. Amen. Um, sorry to be chapter twenty three, I believe. Was it twenty two or twenty six? Yeah. Acts chapter twenty six. Now this is Paul defending himself once again. You know, when you are accused, sometimes you have to defend yourself before it's time to agree. And then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Verse 20, verse 1. I'm telling you to see people as they really are in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Then Paul stretched forth his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be an expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, knew all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. So when you see Paul preaching, right, you could see him as a Pharisee. And who were the people who challenged Jesus Christ throughout his ministry? Pharisees. Who are those who organized the murder of Jesus Christ? Pharisees. So when you see Paul and you see a Pharisee, you are making a mistake. You are seeing the person in the old way. And God is showing you a new way. And God changes people. People can change. And he uses people when they have changed. So there's no need to see a person in an old light. Otherwise, you may find yourself closing up your spirit and not being able to receive the blessings of the Lord. There are people who see me as Azobile. That is my father was Azozo. So they see him as Azobile. Azozo's son. You get it? They see him as Hewat Mills. Be you know, Hayward Mills' son, or they see me as a doctor, or they see me as whatever. You know, it's important to see the person as they're in the right way. Or so that half caste boy, or that young boy, 
Do you understand? And, and when you see a person in the wrong way, you are, you, are, you are the one who loses out. Therefore, the Paul said that, uh, uh, let everyone account of us as ministers of Christ. Amen. Now, let's go on. He says, and now I stand, this is Paul defending himself, I stand and I'm judged for the hope of our promise made of God unto our fathers, which promise our 12 tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come, for which hope seeking Agrippa I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I very thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus Christ. He was somebody who was doing things contrary to the name of Jesus Christ. And now he's preaching. Are you going to close up your spirit? Meanwhile, God is using him as the greatest apostle. Look at us today, 2,000 years. We're reading from his book every day. Every day we read his letters as if he's almost as if he's God. But in those days, many people could not receive from him. It took Barnabas going to introduce him before people would receive. Because he was contrary to the name of Jesus. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. He was a murderer. He was someone who imprisoned the church and the saints. And here he is preaching. And Paul is saying, don't look at me in that way. Amen. Maybe your former boyfriend is now a pastor. Don't see him as your former boyfriend. Amen. He's a man of God now. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Maybe your former girlfriend is a pastor. Don't see her as your former girlfriend. She's now a minister of the Lord. You will say amen. Yeah. Try and change your mind. Let a man account of us as the ministers of Christ. Try to renew your mind as God brings you a blessing. Don't click your mind in the wrong way. Otherwise, you will be left out of God's blessing. Amen. I punish them often in every synagogue. Huh? This is a punisher of Christians. And compel them to blaspheme. That means he tortured them to say wrong things. He forced them. You know, everybody lift you and say, I can change. I mean, if Paul could change, then you can change. How many realize that Paul was worse than you? And he was able to change. If Paul, I mean, you know, it's not easy. You can decide I'm not going to be a Christian, but now you are punishing them. You are imprisoning them. You are murdering them. And then on top of that, you are compelling them to blaspheme. You, you, are, you are actually making them say bad things. Hey! And Paul is now writing and he's saying, let everyone see me as a minister of Christ. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's not easy, but it's worth it. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. This is Paul persecuting Christians, chasing them, harassing them unto the furthest city you could find. That was Paul. Whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest at midday, O King Agrippa, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. 
And when we were all falling to the earth, it's not bad to fall, amen. I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Even his salvation was in the midst of one of these activities. Huh? So how many understand when Paul says, let every man see me as a minister of Christ? How many? So from today, let everybody see you as a born-again Christian. Tell the people who want to see you as some way, tell them, look, see me as a born-again Christian. That's all. That's what I am. Hallelujah. All right. And and I believe that it will be the greatest blessing for your life. Amen. So make sure that you see the Lord, you see God's servants, you see God's people as they really are, as God has made them, as God has designed them, and God is going to bless you. Next time you see your former boyfriend preaching, don't say that this guy, he took me to Wato Club, he took me to uh, this place, he took me to whatever, uh, whatever. Just say, look, this is a man of God. Amen. This is a man of God. He is the man of God of the moment. Hallelujah. All right. Verse 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Second principle for excellence is faithfulness. Faithfulness will really bless you, will open your heart, will bring you into much blessing. You know, human beings, are, our, our nature is to have things happen quickly. Is that not so? You put on the light, it comes quickly. You spark the engine, it comes quickly. You, 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 you make coffee, it's, it's immediately made. Instant everything. You know, but I tell you, many of the great things that God wants to bring us to need faithfulness. And to be faithful means constant. It means to be reliable. Let me tell you something. If ever somebody employs you to be a Judas, you know, to turn around, to turn against uh, someone and become a Judas, never take the money. Because I tell you that the whole world system works on unfaithfulness. What do I mean? Even in the banks and in workplaces, they always come to you. We'll give you this money if you work for us. Can you tell us the secret of this place? You know, here's some money. We want to give you some money so that you, you turn against your church, turn against your pastor. Even to find Saddam Hussein. Have they found Saddam Hussein yet? Okay, they found his children. You see how they found his children? You, all the weapons of America could not find his children. Only unfaithfulness could find his children. Yeah, only orangus and disloyal people could, could make him fight. And Saddam himself, he needs a real orangu. We need a real orangu. Who wants the $20 million? Or how much are they giving for him? $30 million. That is going to make somebody pay the money. That is going to make us find him. You get it? And, and so you realize that the wealth system succeeds on disloyalty. You know, I am sure that there are Ghanaians who are spies for foreign countries. I'm sure. Maybe they live in Accra somewhere, they live all around, spies. You know, and I want to tell you that, look, if somebody wants to employ you for such a job, never accept such a job if you are born again Christian. To be a spy, to, to, to be a betrayer. You know, I was watching on the news recently, I think in, uh, is, is it in Miami? Uh, one of the, you see these Americans, you know, they have the Americans who are trying to uh, uh, get Fidel Castro out, you know, and so on. And they're not knowing that 
their leader, or one of the main people, I think their leader himself was actually an agent for Fidel Castro in Cuba. He was, I mean, doing the campaigns and everything, but actually he was working for Cuba. It was wonderful. In fact, real two-faced, double-faced, what they call double agents, you know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is the primary work of the devil. And Satan was, you see, it's our nature also sometimes, our fleshly nature to be unfaithful and disloyal. You know, and Satan, the serpent, was cursed to walk on the dust. And the dust speaks of the flesh. Satan feeds on our fleshly desires for money and for other things. And he will feed on that desire. Christ was crucified because of a betrayer. Judas. That's why Jesus was, he just flowed with this. It would have been better. You wouldn't have been born. You know, it would be better. You are going to eat blood money for the rest of your life. Blood money. Hey! Sometimes we don't understand certain diseases. Sometimes we wake up in this world, we are fighting diseases that we didn't do anything to acquire. But sometimes there are diseases that are determined, you know, for the whole family. For years, like Joab, Joab, they invited Abner, the commander of the other army, said, come for peace talks. When he came, he was talking with him and he stabbed him. That's disloyalty, unfaithfulness, turning, you know, suddenly, orangulization. And so David cursed him, he said, let there never lack, there must always be someone in your house who lacks, always someone who lacks bread. Someone who leans on a staff, that's his well, but he's not straight. Someone with an issue, that means with a discharge. Some kind of fluids or something that is coming from somewhere. Someone that falleth on a sword, that dies suddenly. You know, the sudden death in the midst of your years. There will always be. He said, let them never lack from the house of Joab. One, one that leaneth on a sword, one that lacketh bread. One that beggeth, one that has a, an issue, one that falleth on a sword. Never. There will always be some, because of that betrayal. Look at the way uh, 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 jo Joab died. Joab was executed. Look at the way Judas died, hanging himself on a rope. Look at the way, what happened to Lucifer? Going to hell. It's not worth it. If God has called you into something, be faithful. Don't tell. Don't say one thing and then behind the back you say negative things, nasty things. It's the, it's the nature of Satan. And the whole world system is based on disloyalty. The other day I saw on the news they were saying uh, America had made a, a, a jet, I think DC, whatever, for, for, is it for Russia or somewhere, you know. And they had put things in the plane to monitor whatever they are saying. <laughs> it's wonderful. The whole world is based on that. And the people, they are all part of the system. One day somebody came to show me a spy in this church. <laughs> I don't know if she's here. Maybe she's here. And told me, you know, in those days, you know, our old days, and showed me the person. So I said, show me. So the person showed me. The person said to me, I know, and gave, gave me the reasons why. 
Now it was a prayer meeting. And I saw the person. You wouldn't believe. You see, the, 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 the one thing about the spies, those people you see wearing dark glasses, those are not spies. <laughs> those you see wearing dark glasses and, and, they, and they, they, they look odd, those are not spies. A spy looks like one of us. And I saw this person, and the person was praying in tongues. And you should have, you should have seen up and down. And the person gave me several reasons why the person was a spy and where the person worked. And gave me a test that I should apply that test. And I will see from the answer the person will give, I will know. So I applied the test. I didn't do it myself, I sent somebody. I said, look at that. Moving around with that, and you can't be sure this, this, that. But you are sent here as an agent to spy on your pastor or on a pastor. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself earnestly. You see, the whole world, if you work somewhere, don't be unfaithful to your boss. Don't allow yourself to become one of these type of people who lives for a curse. That your prosperity is based on how you could bring somebody else down. Wow. Your prosperity is based on how you could destroy someone else. Your prosperity is based, your, your 30 pieces of silver, how you could end the ministry of a man of God. That's how your, your whole the rest of your life prosperity is based on how you could destroy something. And how you could kill and shed blood. And scatter everything. Do you think it will be well with you? Do you think you even control your skin? The day your skin turns into another disease, you think you can control it. Wow. Even in the day of death, no matter who you are, no matter how you shout, in that moment you will go. So I tell you, faithfulness is a key for blessing. I tell you, even we as pastors, there are people in church, they don't do anything. They are just there. They are just always there. Their presence alone is such a stimulation. It's such an encouragement. They, they don't do anything. They don't, have, they, they, they don't say anything. They don't do anything in church. They don't bring any extra money or anything. But just their presence. You don't know. It has an effect. I tell you. Let, let, I tell you, it is required in stewards. That a man, remember that on that day when Jesus would say, well done, there are two things he would say. Well done, good, part one. And faithful. Faithful means that you are there. Even up to the last moment when you died, you were there. Faithful, reliable, constant. Always there. You are going to, just a few years you have left on this earth to eat blood money. And to be the destroyer and the one who turned around. And the one who turned against. And the one who changed color. And the one who turned suddenly. A brother once called me. He was telling me about another Christian man. He said, he said to me, he said, if you are working with this brother, expect him to change suddenly. He, he, like this. He said, as we are going, he's going to change. So he said, if you have that mind, you can work with him. Unannounced and sudden swear. Well, the, the person who is driving would turn around. You must have seen it in a film. He's driving there. He would just turn around with a gun and then shoot you in the back. Have you seen James Bond or one of those films? You know, they are driving you like that. Then they stop you, ask something, then he turns around like that. <laughs> your driver has turned into your murderer. Forgive, Lord. 
Are you going to turn into something terrible? May God have mercy on us all in Jesus' name. Amen. So faithfulness is the second key to excellence in this life. The third key is not judging others. Don't judge anyone. Notice in verse 3, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. Amen. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. Hallelujah. Judging people is one of the greatest traps of all time. Do you know why? Because whenever you judge somebody, you set yourself up for future judgment. Because you find, do you understand, that the things that you judge people about, you walk into them without expecting to. It is amazing how most of the people who judge others do the things they judge others about. One day. It may take five years, but you do it. What you point your finger at, you find out that you do the same thing. Before I became a pastor, I had so many thoughts about pastors. I used to think about this. I used to think about that. I used to say, why are they doing this? Why are they taking an offering? Why are they saying that? Why are they doing this? I used to have so many things in my mind about people. Then when I became a pastor, I began to do the things they did. One day, a brother, he went to uh, a church, one of the great churches that you know about. And uh, he was then a medical student. And uh, he came back, you know, because unfortunately the pastors had made a mistake of invite. I don't know how come he was there, but he, after the service, in between the service, you know, he was where the pastors were. You get it? So when he came back, he was making a comment. He said, now the ministry has just become, you know, they go, they preach one service, then they go downstairs, they'll be, they'll, they go, not downstairs, they go to the back, they'll be drinking. Uh, what did he say they were drinking? Drinking Coke or drinking whatever and feeling good. And I just thought, to, I mean, at that time I didn't say anything because I didn't have a church. I didn't know somebody having a service, he goes, he drinks Coke. I don't know what is wrong with that. But it was a problem to the person. And I saw him criticize. Up to today, that fellow is like a barren tree. It's like a fig tree without leaves. It's like a Christmas tree without any leaves. It's like a mango tree where all the leaves, not the mangoes, the leaves and the mangoes have fallen down. Up to today. Uh, you are judging somebody. You are, you are passing. You see, not even that. But ju- you see, judgment is also just even your eyes, your attitude, your comments. You don't have to pass a judgment like the way a judge does in court. I sentence you to whatever. But you have sentenced the person in your heart already. And so your comment is a confirmation of your Mercy. assessment of the person. Mercy. You are passing a judgment on somebody for having a drink after he has finished preaching in between his two services or three services or whatever. Wow. I said, wow. But me, I've been judged for so many things. So. I've been judged for walking whilst I preach. Okay. I've been judged for drinking whatever whilst I... There was a time I used to drink, you know, water between preach. And the reason why I was drinking was because I had these critics in church. And they were criticizing me all the time. I was so, my mouth used to get so dry, there was no saliva in my mouth. 
I couldn't eat. My tongue even couldn't move. I had to have some water to loosen, to release the tongue so that the words could come. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. I've been judged about so many things. People have assessed me, judged me. Paul said, it is a very small thing for me to be judged by you. Yeah, I judge not my own self. And the fact that I don't judge myself does not make me justified. But even God is the one who will judge me. Yeah. Don't judge anybody. You know, you see somebody who's going to commit fornication. The reason why the person committed fornication and you haven't committed fornication is because you haven't met such a nice brother. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. guys who came to you were not so nice and if such a nice person had come to you and when I say a nice person a nice person with such nice words and such persuasive powers and you've never experienced anything like that before and were you to experience such relentless but real pressure not only would you have fornicated, but you would have been pregnant many times over. And you would have aborted several times. So in the eyes of God, you are a serial fornicator plus a serial abortionist. And that person you are judging is just a one-time falling into the gutter sister. I'm telling you, many of the things you have in that, you, some of you criticize Rollins, you say he killed this person. If some of us were there, oh, please. It would, have, it would not have been easy at all for Guineans. <laughs> if you had been the president, if you had, if you had, if you had been in prison, they remove your nails and you came out. You know, so you may be passing judgment, but you don't know what it would have been like if it had been you or if it had been somebody else. So that's why I said that I judge not. It's a small thing for me to be judged by you or by anyone for that matter. I'll tell you something, and you see, as they executed that government, as they executed people for taking loans from the bank, for having an extra house, an extra car, that judgment was the greatest trap which they set for themselves, which would haunt them throughout their regime. In fact, I would say that if they hadn't done just that particular thing, which I would say is judgment of people for stealing, if they hadn't done that thing, they would probably be marked out as the best government we have ever had. Only that thing that they did. Because, you see, the reality is that what you judge the people about, you yeah. grow up. Yeah. And then when you grow up, you realize that yours is wilder. Yeah. Worse. Yes. And we are all Guineans. And if they were to continue to press the issues, I don't know if the APP government are now tired of taking people to fast track court, but if I don't read the papers, I don't know what is happening, but if they were to continue, and if they do continue, you get it, doing that, I'm sure there will be many, many, many more things. And if after that, these people too, uh, maybe they, they, they will come, after these people are also gone, from the, and the new people that will come will introduce high-speed courts. <laughs> Fast-track court, they will introduce high-speed courts on the NPP people. It will not be easy in Ghana. From fast-track court, we go to high-speed court. The, the next group that will come will introduce Concord courts. Concord. <laughs> Supersonic. 
it will not be easy. So what, 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 what you must realize, although it is, it is not in our nature to leave issues, you know, God is saying that one thing that would, and I say, I'm telling you, I say, if these people, if they hadn't killed them, if they hadn't killed them, they would have done better. It's true. Or how many agree with what I'm saying? Just that this particular the killing of these people and then other judges and other, all those, if those people had just been allowed to move around. So God is telling you to allow some of the people to move around. Yeah. Just, yeah. The people you want to, to judge. That girl who took your boyfriend, who took your husband, leave her to walk around. Because the next moment you may find out that you are not only taking somebody's husband, but you are now taking somebody's husband and killing your former husband in addition. Mercy. Mercy. You think I'm lying? There are people who have killed. They've gone to this zoo, Seshri Medes and others. The, the woman will be in the car, her husband will be at back. They will kill the husband in the back seat while she's in the front seat. We are very wild, though, human beings. We are wild people. We have to learn to just live it. That's why this is when you see, when you hear something, just bow down your heads. May God, no comment. God have mercy on me and on my soul and on my life. Just leave the matter. Say somebody has stolen, you may be a bigger thief. Only you haven't seen that money before. Even the small one that you've seen on the world, you are stealing the world, cutting wool, you are stealing the, this, you are stealing this, you are stealing everything. Class, class, Lord. Even photocopies that you do in the office, that is not your photocopier, it's not your paper, it's not your whatever. Preach! It's not your ink, not your electricity, you are doing it. <laughs> what I'm saying is not a reality, you see. Three principles for excellence. Number one is what? See what? See people as, not as they are, see people in the right way. That's, that's what it should be. See people in the right way. Principle number two. Faithfulness. How many are going to be faithful? How many are going to be disloyal? Judas. How many are going to eat blood money? You want to be disloyal against your country, against your church, against your pastor, against your friend. Huh? For what? No way. What's the third principle for? Excellent. What? Not judging. Don't judge. Just leave it. Allow them to walk around. Perhaps if, uh, what's his name, general, whatever, a champion was left to be, he'd be an old man walking around, he would not be able to do it. And Kufu and all those guys, Amedume, and Feli, Kenneth Feli, and General Kote, they had been, they would have been like, there was some, a free Some people just moving around. Liman, what was he able to do? He was just free. Perhaps all of them should have been freed like that. It would have been a different story. But today, there are people crying for the blood. Crying for revenge. But blood is that when it falls to the ground, it calls for revenge. Just leave things. I've seen Christians, they rise up in judgment so strong against other Christians, against pastors. One of the people who are greatly judged are pastors. Just learn to leave it. Because the day you enter into that job, and you enter into that. Some of you, you are even pastors, but you've never been where I am. So what, what may befall me or what may come to me, you see, you haven't had 100th of it because you are, you are not where I am. 
There was a time when they went to war and the instruction was fight with neither great nor small, save only with Ahab the king. So sometimes a war comes against the church, not with any of the small or the great pastors in the system, but only with the, the leader, only the king. Just take him up personally. You have never been there. If it was you, you would have fallen in the first moment. And somebody has survived. So just learn to be quiet. Learn not to judge. And I tell you, your future will be easier. You see, you see King David, when it was time for him to kill Saul, he said, I don't kill a king. That saved his life. Because in the future, he also did something bad. And he killed somebody's husband. And he committed adultery and all that. And because he didn't kill, the people around could have killed him. They didn't kill him. That's why David died a normal death. He was encouraged to commit murder. He needed to know that he was being encouraged to end his own life. Shorter, shortened his life but he left it and he too he was left all the mighty men left him alone they didn't touch him yeah. if you read your bible you see Uriah the Hittite was one of the mighty men and then he left he did, they did not touch David because he did not touch the king they learned from example that we don't touch kings yeah. learn it it will help you the day you judge your boss I see people leave church talking this and that or whatever. They go to start their own church. Now they can't exercise authority in their own church because they have criticized authority, leadership. And so the people around them, they can't exercise authority because they have passed judgment which are now fighting against them. Three keys, three principles to excellence. Principle number one, see people in the right way. Principle number two, faithfulness. Principle number three, don't judge. Stand to your feet. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.